we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. This is the Be More You season. As we know what happens in the new year, it brings along this whole idea of new me, you know, new year, new me, and giving everything up. And, and we want to highlight the fact that you don't need to change yourself to smash your new year goals. So we want you to be your authentic self. So we say for 23, be more you. In fact, be especially more you. Um, and we're looking forward to another crazy busy year ahead. We've got a brilliant program for International Women's Day, webinars, power circles and power-ups. And if you want to partner with us or want us to bring IWD into your organisation, please do drop us a note, details in the show notes. Um, and again, as I say, a massively busy year. And I have got a brilliant guest and I'm really excited to be speaking to, I've been dying to speak to Melissa Johns since Melissa entered the power list uh, last year. But Melissa, Melissa, you'll know, is an actor most known for a role in Hannah Taylor in the BBC One drama Live as well as Miss Scott in the latest series of ITV's Grandchester. How exciting is that? And has recently put on a UK tour with her one-woman show, Snatched, which we will talk about later on. Melissa, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. And we were chatting just before, well, actually, we always chat thinking we should absolutely start these recordings the minute we start chatting, because <laughs> some of the stuff we get to talk about. But it was something like 2019 that we were, uh, I think, in a, in a room over a bank in New York Mellon and we talk about I think it was the honest system and and recognizing role models and but I can't believe that four years or four years plus I think since we met so I know and it just has you know as with everything it has gone so so quickly but I think this is why you know social media can be a really fantastic tool because actually had it not been for social media you and I would not have been able to have kind of still had great conversations and being able to watch each other's work grow. And, you know, I, I know sometimes we moan a little bit about social media, but it can be a really great tool as well, especially when we all haven't seen each other in so long. So uh, it is, it's, it's lovely to be, to be back having a chat. And I think that's, that's interesting, isn't it? Is, you know, we talk about the negatives of social media, but actually that's one positive. And I think there's elements of our, our conversation today, which is around that, you know, taking the the positives out of sometimes challenging situations. But, you know, I said this, this podcast is called or the season is our, our be more you so who are you and how how do you identify I think oh gosh there's a there's a question to start my 2023 <laughs> uh, maybe I'll shock myself by coming out with something I wasn't expecting um I think that uh the one thing that I think I am that I, I think I think we're made up of a lot of things aren't we I think we're and we're made up of we're a blueprint of all the people that we've met and that we've engaged with and that we've worked with and that we've had relationships with. And, you know, all of those people can leave brilliant things on you. They can leave things on you that you question. Um, and we're kind of made up of, of of all of the environments that we've lived in. And I think mine have led to me being, um, I'm, I'm quite solution focused. So I, I, I'm, I, I'm usually looking for a solution, which can be really, really healthy 
a lot of the time. You know, I kind of, I love to take something and go, oh, I don't know what to do with this, but sitting with it feels a bit weird. So let me work out what, what I want to do. Um, so I think being solution focused is something that I'm really proud of. However, it is something I do also have to keep an eye on because I think sometimes it's perfectly okay to sit with, I don't know what to do with this. And I think that's something I'd really like to kind of work on is going, taking all the things that I'm really happy that I am, like solution focus, but also really identifying when actually I maybe go a bit overboard with that. And then I need to go, okay, it's actually fine for me just to sit and not know for a minute what the next step is. That's perfectly okay. And what that's doing is probably just making sure that the next step is definitely the right one. Um, so I'd say for me, I'm, I'm just trying to, yeah, just work out balance a little bit more. I'm guessing, I feel like maybe everybody is trying to work out balance a little bit more, whether that's work-life balance, whether that's kind of social life, whether that's you know, habits. Um, but it's one I'm really aware of at the moment is, is balance. Um, so let's, let's see how balanced 2023 is. Well, we'll see. Well, and maybe we'll, uh, we'll revisit back at the end of this year and we'll <laughs> kind of look at those. Cause again, I'm never, I'm never a big fan of those new year goals or those new year's resolutions because I think, I always think they're never always that realistic and they can, you get too busy and all of a sudden you fall into, you fall out. So I think I'm always a big fan of a big audacious goal, I think instead. So. Absolutely. And you know, I, I saw something online the other day, someone said that rather than choosing a, a new year's resolution, they're actually choosing a word. And it's just a word that they really want to, um, they just want to connect with. They want this word to kind of resonate with with their life this year. And I, I, I kind of like that, actually. I mean, look, as I said, when we first started our chat, no one writes the rules. You write whatever rules you want to write. Um, but I quite I quite like this idea of choosing a little word and, and maybe actually balance and um, wholesome, I think, is, is, is another one I'd like. You know, that idea that it's, you know... A day can be successful even if, you know, you haven't spoken to your agent or got your next job or or made your next move in your career. Wholesome can be a day where actually I just wake up and have a really lovely cup of tea with my partner and we, you know, go and take the dog for a nice walk and then we manage to put the bins out and cook a home-cooked meal. <laughs> That's wholesome. Winning. And do you know what my husband said to me um, just at the start of the year? You know, he says, he goes, I want this year to be about love and fun. So you you work for a, an amazing organisation called Triple C, who partner with, again, massive organisations, creating projects to increase employment of representation of, of deaf, disabled and neurodivergent creatives across the TV. Tell me tell me more about it and, and, and why you set it up. Absolutely. So, um Triple uh, C is a BAFTA award-winning organization. I feel like we've got, I feel like we, we we won a BAFTA in April and I feel like we've got a good a few more years of being able to drop it. Two years apparently. Two years apparently you can use the word new or award-winning for. There we go. Take it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Is it? I'm 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 gonna times that by a few more and 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 probably we'll use it for the next kind of ten. Um but yeah, we 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 won a, a BAFTA for our kind of services to the industry. And, and a lot of people go, what are those services? So 
in a nutshell, Triple C um, was was Triple C Dank. So so it's we've got a, a, an extra part to it now. Dank stands for the Disabled Artists Networking Community, and we've got over fifteen hundred deaf, disabled, and or neurodivergent uh, creatives on that database now. So they are actors, writers, producers, directors, script editors, musicians, comedians. You know anyone working in the arts. Um, and, and essentially what Triple C does is it, it does a few things. Firstly, it's disabled led. So it is led by disabled creatives working in the industry. I know my brilliant co-creative lead, Shirley Houston, has has, has already done, uh, already had a chat with you. Um, but we essentially create projects that break down all of those barriers. And that can be across a, a wide range of things. Um, we've got four kind of major strands. We do work with young people in special educational needs schools. Um, we work with uh, children and young people with disabilities, using drama as a kind of tool for confidence building, self-advocacy. Um, we've seen a lot of cuts. We know that's that's a big a big kind of thing on the agenda at the moment is, is cuts, and it has been for a while. And, um, you know, drama was a really big one to be cut when it came to the lives of young people. And if you take drama away from any young person, it can be really damaging. But when you take it away from uh, a child with a disability, that can be even more damaging, actually, because as a disabled person, quite often you go through life having people speak for you, having people try to advocate for you. And the tools that drama can do, you know, you don't have to have drama in your life to go on to be an actor. Drama can just embed all of these you know, incredible tools that, that we need. So we're, we're really keen on all of our work that we do with children and young people. We also do community outreach where we, we similarly do the same. We use creativity as a kind of tool to combat isolation um, and, and people that are maybe facing isolation um, due to all the barriers that society have, have kind of put in the way when it comes to disability. Uh, we do training. So we go into businesses and we run we run training on access uh, awareness and, and, and action um, when it comes to disability inclusion and then finally we've got dank as i said the disabled artist networking community where we basically just work really hard to try and get more people jobs is what that breaks down to you know you can have all the schemes and programs in the world but essentially what we need to see is more deaf disabled and neurodivergent people across our entire arts industry and you, you said you know I talked with uh, Shirley uh, last year on the podcast and you know some of the statistics around creative individuals with disabilities working in, in the creative sector. It's really, really poor. Can you see change? Can you see hope? I, I, I can see absolute change. I will say that. Um, there is change in the industry. There is there is bigger change than there has ever been, um, not just on screen, but off screen as well with writers, with directors, with crewing up um, in theatres, um, just with it being on people's agendas. You know, suddenly people going, oh gosh, why have I never had a BSL interpreter, a British Sign Language interpreter? Um, why have I never done a relaxed performance? You know, people are just getting a, a stronger awareness. But what, what I kind of always say is we are absolutely going in the right direction and there is more hope than there has ever been. But now is not the time to get complacent. When change starts to happen, that's when you need to put your foot down on the accelerator and push forward even more than you have before. Because I think that's the risk when we start to do good is that we sort of we tend to I think sometimes as society we, we pat ourselves on the back and we go oh we, but we've done that a little bit haven't we we've done disability a little bit so you know we, we, we've done well let's let's not get ahead of ourselves no let's get ahead of ourselves because actually the disabled community are a community of people that have been forgotten about and kind of left behind for such a long time 
very much so in the arts. You know, historically, this has been an industry where we've kind of been told it's not for us. So, yes, let's get ahead of ourselves. Let's let's push the balance off a little bit so that actually we have this influx of, of, of new talent and existing talent thriving in this industry. Um, and then it will always balance itself out. You know, I, I think I constantly hear on Twitter it's it, it can be it can be a bit upsetting sometimes. But, you know, you sometimes hear, oh, oh they probably only got the job because they're disabled. I promise you that if someone only got the job because they're disabled and they're not very good, they probably won't work again. So I always say, you know, don't don't worry yourselves. No one's going to get something for nothing. No one's going to come and take all the jobs away from you. Um, it, what we're fighting for is equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. So we're saying at the moment, the opportunity to get those jobs aren't there. So disabled people can't even get in the room. So this is about equality of opportunity. Get those people in the room, allow their talent to shine, and then the outcome will be the outcome that it should be. But Yes, in a nutshell, we are absolutely making huge change and we need to make even more. And I love that, you know, that whole um, phrase there, let's get ahead of ourselves. Because so often I think you can get to, you know, oh, like you say, we've done it, tick that box right now, we'll go and focus on something else now. And I think what's even, it's so critical, isn't it, to be intentional, you know, to be just constant and intent. It's not like pie. I remember someone saying that to me once. It's not like pie, just cutting it up and there we go. You know, you get that. That bit you get that bit and everyone else loses out it's not like that it's not like that no you have to take into consideration so many more things and um you know we're living in a time where we have the tools to be able to take that into consideration so yeah let's I like that too. Yeah, let's get ahead of ourselves. I love that. I can feel that. I can feel that on a tote bag. I'm just putting it out there. And just talk about you. How do you how do you embrace that? You embrace yourself because it's a responsibility to have that you embrace yourself as a role model. Yeah, I I think you know, I, I always say that when I was younger and people said, you know, Melissa, what do you want to be when you're older? I never said, you know, I want to be a disability campaigner or an advocate. Um, I just wanted to be an actor. I wanted to perform and I wanted to take people's words and people's characters and 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 put them into my own body and 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 kind of show people um how how I could tell stories and you know that that's really what I wanted to do. And and you know, I, I didn't ask to necessarily be a disability advocate, but when the world isn't quite ready for a community of people. Sometimes it falls on your shoulders and it's not just my shoulders. It's, you know, I, I'm standing next to people who have, who have been paving the way for years, who, who are incredible advocates. And I'm, I'm so lucky that I've got to work alongside them and, and with them because I learn so much from them. Um, but as I say, it's not necessarily something that I, I wanted to do. Uh, but I, I knew pretty quickly that if I if I was going to advocate for better change in terms of inclusion um, in the arts, alongside being an actor, I needed to find a way of enjoying it because I knew that if I was actually just going to kind of do this fight that was going to feel actually a little bit hard sometimes, that was going to make me really unhappy every day if I was just going to kind of, yeah, be a bit like, oh, this is this is hard work. So I think for me, it's just about trying to really find that's not to say I don't get frustrated, don't get me wrong, like we have times where we, we all get frustrated. But I think for me, it's just about trying to find the days when actually you can start to see the changes happen um, and, and just find a way of actually really enjoying this 
this drive for change. Absolutely. And uh, I couldn't agree more. And, and I think you use that again, another brilliant phrase, which I love, which is that paving the way, you know, and it's, you know, like you say, many people have, have done this before, but it's it's keeping that going, you know, uh, I think it's so important. Now, let's, let me, I want to talk about your sellout UK tour, Snatched. Uh, but before we dig in to, to the show and you tell me what it's all about, et cetera, tell me what inspired it. Because what happened to you was both horrendous and life-changing it really was um so yes again in in a nutshell in in january 2018 um my uh i i'd been in um i'd been in coronation street and um my profile had, had, had risen slightly at one point i remember there being a, a headline of of a pretty one-armed blonde um so you know again it was it you know right from the start it's always been you know how do we comment on your on your body and and and, and that's a very popular thing not only for this industry but for this world actually um so you know it, my platform had had, had, had a, a little bit of a, a a jump up from from i guess what it what it was um and uh in january 2018 it was actually uh blue monday it was it's it's the monday that they say is possibly one of the hardest ones to get through in 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 the year and i remember it being a very hard day to get through because my agent called um had quite a lot of missed calls on my phone and and i actually thought it was going to be something really good really exciting i was like god look at all these missed calls and you know she left a message telling me you know don't answer the phone to anybody call her back straight away and i called her back and she said you sat down and i said you know yes um and she said, I'm so sorry, but uh, a newspaper have just called and um, they have got hold of naked photos of you and they're going to uh, it's, it's going to be released as a story. And I obviously spent the next few hours just I was just in bits. Um, I didn't know what to do. I thought that my career would be over. My work with young people would be over. What would my family say? Um, you know, I'm from this small little town um, uh, on, on the Welsh border in, in Herefordshire and you know what 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 was going to happen to my life this was going to be horrendous and 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 what had i done and i felt shame and i felt all of these things that you know i really should have never have felt um and uh after a few hours as i said at the beginning of this 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 chat i'm quite solution focused so when i'm sat with a feeling that i feel really uncomfortable with i have to work out a route of what to do with it because sitting with it sometimes makes me you know, and, and I, I'd sat with it for a few hours and I'd done some, you know, really sort of ugly crying, had a look in the mirror at myself as we do. Uh, you know, what what does what, what do I look like when I cry like this? Um, and then I just thought, I can't deal with this feeling. It's consuming me. So I went online and I forced myself to have a look at some of the sites and the sites were kind of growing, the sites that these photos of, of my, me were, were on. Photos that I'd taken of myself for my, my partner at the time, um, a, a very private exchange between the two of us. Um, my iPhone had been hacked and um, these these photos had been released. And when I went on the websites and I, I kind of saw the way that my body had been depicted and ripped apart, not only as a woman, but as a disabled woman. I'd never read anything like it. You know, we've all been bullied. I've heard things, you know, I've had things said to me all my life, as we all have, but I'd never read anything quite like this. And quite honestly, doing that was the best thing I could have done because it sparked this huge fire inside me to go, oh gosh, I, I can't feel like this anymore. And I sort of want to do everything I can to make sure that maybe somebody else doesn't feel like this again. So I called my agent back and we 
we kind of got a plan together and, and we got the, you know, the press office came in and we we created my statement, which, you know, is something I'm, I'm still really proud of to this day. It says it doesn't say anything about me being ashamed. It doesn't say anything about me being devastated, um, despite actually a, a, one, a newspaper actually wrote that. They decided to not go with my statement, first of all, um, which, which is, yeah, I know, which is always a difficult one when someone, you know, we don't always have the freedom of what happens to us, but if we've got the right support network around us, we can have the freedom of response. But someone had taken that that freedom of response and that was that was quite difficult. But essentially that, you know, it was it was I, I had to force myself to read it and I had to force myself to think about uh the little girl that is still there, that still lives in me, that deserves so much more than what I was giving her in terms of, you know, actually hiding away. Because up until this point, I had also hidden my body away. I was really ashamed of of my my arm. Um, I was born without my, my right arm. And I, you know, I, I'd stopped dancing at parties. I'd stopped wearing clothes I wanted to wear because I wore jumpers and cardigans. And um, I would, I would, choreograph sex when I went on dates because I didn't want anyone to notice um I would I became a master of manipulation and you know actually having my phone hacked and these photos out there sort of changed my life in the sense that as I say it opened this door to me being able to see this this little girl from my past that actually still lives still lives there she still lives she still lives in me and I just realized that actually I was I was not giving her the life that she deserved and it was about time that I did um and that kind of kickstarted my journey then that I've, that I've been on over the last sort of four or five years. And one of the things I just wanted to read out is the Instagram. There's a really incredible Instagram post that you wrote. You know, the papers are saying that I'm devastated that it's hell. That's not my take on it at all. I'm proud of my body. It is beautiful. And I am entitled to enjoy it and to have a personal and romantic life, just as all women of all different body shapes and sizes are entitled to do. So if this goes some way to dismantling discrimination and showing that disabled bodies can be beautiful and even sexual, then that is a positive thing. I mean, that to me, if we, you know, if I think of this season that we're in this Be More You, that is just a phenomenal example of completely being you, you know, so thank you, you know, that we talked at the start about, you know, these awful things that happen, but it's turning into a positive. So tell me about Snatched and the play you wrote and starred in. So yeah, we, we kind of, we kind of took Snatched, um, myself and, uh, Lily Levin, who, who co-devised it and, um, directed it and, uh, toured the UK with it. Um, and essentially it's, it's just over an hour long. Um, it's a real kind of fast paced, uplifting, despite its content, because for me, I think, you know, just I combat everything with comedy. It's 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 the way I guess I deal with things um, and the way I like to deal with things. Um, and it goes kind of through my life and, and the parallels of, of you know, how actually we, we, we discuss it. We, we, we sort of perform a little story of, of when I was seven and um, I was in the newspaper and I was on the front page of, of our local newspaper back home uh, on my bike. And and the the headline was girl with one arm rides bike. And, you know, when I was that young, I thought this was amazing. Look at me on the front page. And it was only as I got older and I could see these parallels that I thought, actually, the world has been commenting on my body since I was born. That that was just another comment on my body. And we we tell such different stories. And, and, and Snatched for me was about telling the narrative that I wanted to tell, not the one through papers or not the one how media decide to kind of depict disability sometimes. This was about me going, actually... If someone is going to unravel my body and me and my truth, 
I'll take it back and I'll tell it the way that it should be told. Um, and we we had it with a live musician, Imogen Halsey, who is just the most incredible musician. She's amazing. She did a live 90s uh, soundtrack all the way through. So we had the Macarena on cello. Um, we had Cher Believe. Uh, she did um, Teenage Dirtbag. Um, it was just, it, it just really... I mean, having that music and and the kind of sounds of the you know the, the music I'd listened to growing up that kind of I guess they end up shaping you, don't they? They're they're music that the minute you hear that song, you sort of remember roughly what you were doing or or where you were, and and that's what I wanted for everyone to go on this journey. Not not just for people with a disability, but for anyone that has ever been made to feel ashamed in any way. Um, anyone that identifies as maybe just being a little bit different to the person next to us and you know not shockingly that's all of us um and it really is just about embracing who you are and and putting kind of you know two fingers up to anybody that says different um and most of all remembering that the little person inside you is still there and if you can't do it for yourself at the moment whatever change it is you want to make in life if you can't do it for yourself at the moment do it for the little person that's still inside you because they deserve better. Amazing. And the feedback has been amazing, hasn't it? You know, five-star reviews, people say it's inspiring and innovative. You must be thrilled. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was. It, we, you know, I couldn't have asked for better. It was every night. I just, uh, it was such an incredible feeling. Um, and, you know, there were people that would come up to me afterwards and, you know, had a few people that said, I, I can't actually I, don't, I can't say anything to you right now. I don't know what to say, but may, I'm, I'll reach out when I when I can. Um, and it's just because it had given them an hour to, you know, watch, go on a journey, but also reflect on maybe things that they needed to reflect on themselves um, and giving that space to be able to do it. So, yeah, uh, couldn't couldn't have asked for better. And um, yeah, we're kind of now in a stage we're snatched where we're taking it in 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 another direction um and and hopefully that that will allow more more of the world to see it oh and and is that what's next for you is there a lot of, you know obviously you've you've got all these amazing roles in Grantchester in life you know and 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 I can feel that there's going to be a um a growth and rise in snatch too I I I really hope so I really hope so it'd be lovely to get you know more, more people to be able to to see it um I've literally just finished well a couple of months ago finished filming for Grantchester series eight which is my my third series um and I think that'll be out in the spring um so uh yeah it's um it, it's nice to be able to kind of balance very real life in Snatched and then, you know, head back to 1960 uh, and, uh, and and be Miss Scott when um, when 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 I need to do that, because both of them are such joys to be able to do. I'm, I'm a very lucky girl. Uh, and Melissa, personally, what's next for you? Personally, what's next for me? I uh making sure that my puppy continues to be good. <laughs> um, we've, we've got we've, we've um, moved house and um, it's a real kind of new new chapter um in 2021 I left behind a life that I wasn't very happy with um and I uh met a new partner a couple of months later and my my whole life changed and um you know that that was one of the hardest things leaving a life behind that you've lived for so long uh and that you think is just right um but deep down no it's not is probably one of the hardest things and so um I'm kind of now in this this new part of my life um in my 30s uh, I've just got a, a lovely house that I'm, I'm incredibly proud of that we're doing up ourselves um we've got the puppy and so yeah a few more cups of tea a few more home-cooked meals putting the bins out on time and uh yeah uh, anything that just feels 
like it could be very wholesome. Oh, well, Melissa, thank you for bringing every single layer of your wholesome role model uh, into the Northern Power Women podcast. I've loved our conversation. Um, everyone out there, we need to, you know, make sure we've got this equality of opportunity across all sectors. And let's get ahead of ourselves with those opportunities. Melissa, thank you so much for bringing your whole self into the podcast today. Thank you so much. It's been lovely. Lovely way to start the day. Oh, and thank all of you for listening. If you want to get involved, in, email us at podcast at northernpowerwomen.com and join us on all our, our social medias, on Twitter, North Power Women, and all the rest, Northern Power Women. Stay connected on our power platform, which has some major developments coming ahead and get involved in our runway of events, including webinars and power-ups. My name's Simone and you've been listening to the Northern Power Women podcast, a What Goes on Media production. Ooh.